It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G on this Monday afternoon. I'm here. It's raining, dog. Yes, it rains in LA. Believe it or not, it happens. It only happens a couple times a year, if that. But today is that day. Today is one of those days where it's actually raining in March. And uh, according to the weather forecast app, that's it. After today, no more rain for a long period of time. So enjoy it while it lasts, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it doesn't rain here much in L.A. And so when it does, motherfuckers act a fool, right? They don't know how to act when it rains. People can't drive, walking. You know, nobody has any, like, rainy... I don't have a... I, have a, I had one umbrella that I bought not too long ago, actually. I bought it because it was on sale. A Dodger umbrella, legit, from Dodger Stadium. It was 50% off because it never rains in L.A., so nobody buys umbrellas. So I bought one just to have it. And sure enough, I lost it like three days later. I like, I don't know where it's at. I have no idea, bro. So I've been looking for it. It was my time to shine. And the umbrella never showed up, fool. So I have no idea where it's at, dog. And I missed it already, fool. That sucks, fool. Because it's a $40 umbrella, dog. But it was half off. So it was still 20 bucks, dog. Chingao. Anyways, um, I went out for a little bit. We did, uh, I went to uh, help with the editing of Orchata with oat milk. And let me give you guys a little update on that because I know I talked a lot last couple of weeks ago regarding that. And I got a lot of messages regarding tickets and this and, and congratulations and thank you so much. Pero we are going to push back the premiere. Yeah, it's not happening Cinco de Mayo anymore. There are some deadlines that needed to be met before that that were not met. Obviously, there's still editing going on. Uh, I'm involved, like I told you, because they need some... We're going to do some narration in the movie, throughout the movie. And that's one of the things that are still missing. So I've gone back to do some narration with them, narrating some things. And it's not just going in there narrating. It's like, what are we going to say? When are we going to say it? How are we going to say it? Why are we saying this? A lot of there's a lot of planning, actual writing that goes involved and so we, I did this about a month ago. I went back there and we did some narrations. And now a lot of those lines, after some changes to the movie, editing-wise, those narrations don't fit anymore. So I got to go back, redo some of those lines, different lines, different situation that we're going to narrate instead. Anyways, kind of back to the drawing board type of situation. Um and the editing is still ongoing. They've tried like different editors to take get a crack at it. Editing is a very tedious, difficult thing to accomplish. I not just anybody can just you know when it comes to editing, you gotta sit there for hours and hours and hours, hours and days and weeks at a time. And so people have come and gone and taken the shot at it. And sometimes they don't like the way they did it. They don't agree with some of the stuff. They didn't make, you know, whatever the fuck is going on. The point is, some deadlines weren't met. And we're pushing it back, dog. We're hoping just a few weeks, maybe a month. But it's not going to happen Cinco de Mayo. Especially after today. Man, we're, we got some work still ahead of us, dog. So, I mean, we're there. When I, I mean, I got there today early. Uh, actually, Jesus was brought in too to help out. Just... Uh, we need some more like 
writers and ideas and directions. And, uh, you know, I brought it up to Jesus a few weeks ago. Like, hey, dude, you want to come in and jump on this and see what you can look at? And because what happens is that we crash and burn, dude. A lot of the same people have been working on this project, obviously, for a long time. The editors and the director, the producer and myself. And and so a lot of the same eyes people been looking at this thing over and over and over so we need some fresh eyes some new people to come in and check it out and uh so i brought it up to jesus obviously he was interested and he actually did a lot of really good work he helped us a lot with some scenes the direction and that's what it's gonna take man just different people giving us different ideas because sometimes you get stuck on a way and um yeah, he was there with me today. We were there from like 9 o'clock in the morning. We left around 4. And it's like nonstop, dog. I mean, you're thinking about, oh, it's not like, that's like whatever, 9, 4, whatever. We, You know, we broke for lunch. But we literally, we, I mean, we work through lunch. We order in and we're just going working. And, man, after a while, your brain is just fried. And, you know, a lot of, it feels like for me, it feels like we take like three steps forward and like one step back. Three steps forward, one or two steps back. Because what happens is that we start, this ball starts starts rolling, right? The snowball starts getting bigger and we start getting this like zone, like, oh, this works, it's great, it's awesome. But that means we have to change this over here now. That means we have to go back and this doesn't make any sense anymore. And that's the kind of, that's where we're at, fool. And, uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, we're moving forward. Like I said, it's three steps forward, one step back, but we're still heading and trending in the right direction. But it's going to take a little longer than it, than, than it is, right? I mean, we get there, the editor and the director are just like, you see, you can tell they're fried, bro. They're fried, dog. Um, so, yeah, that's where we at, fool. So it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a little minute, fool. Um, but I thought we I thought we did some really good productive shit today, man. And so it is what it is. But it's not happening Cinco de Mayo. But I, I started getting hit up by a bunch of guys, uh, people, um, listeners, after I announced that about giving away tickets and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, at the point, it was just brought up in conversation, right? And I, maybe I got a little too excited and, and jumped the gun a little bit. But I did get a little excited. And so I started telling people, like, yo, man, get ready. I got you. I'll hook you up. But, you know, we never talked about how many actual tickets we were going to give away or how we were going to give them away. So, yeah, I might have jumped the gun a little bit on that. But I will keep you guys posted. There are some of you guys who hit me up and obviously genuinely want to, right, be there. And, of course, I will definitely focus on getting you guys some fucking tickets when this does drop, right? And um, see where we're at. That's where we're at with Ochata with Old Milk. All right. Let's get to the real story. Let's get to the real reason I'm recording on this Monday afternoon, the day after the Oscars and a slap heard across the world. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, dude, uh, obviously the Twitters and the Instagrams and everybody in the memes started going crazy. That is what going viral and trending is all about. That's exactly what that is, right? Uh, first of all, I was not watching the Oscars. I was home. I was home. I was watching probably Netflix or Hulu, just binging on dumb shit. 90 Day Fiance, I think I was like scrolling through a little bit. 
not paying any attention to the Oscars. I had no intention of watching the Oscars, to be honest with you. There are many movies I haven't even seen. And we talked about this with the American Wannabes a few weeks ago about how the Oscars is losing a lot of interest due to the fact that more and more movies that are not even popular or known or people haven't even seen are being a part of this. And until they open it up to all genres, comedies, and science fiction, such as the Marvel Universe, DC even, um, the the Harry Potters, who I don't watch, but I, I give props to. All these movies that deserve more attention and recognition, though, that are not getting it, like the Spider-Man movies, you know? Spider-Man Into the Universe, for me, could have been, you know, should have been nominated to the best uh, movie of the Academy Award winning film of the year, bro. It was really that good. And, and just because it's a Spider-Man animation movie, you know, it doesn't get the love. That's not cool, dog. It gets love in other ways, like, you know, in, you know, animation. But what I'm trying to say is that they have to open it up to really to more deserving roles. I mean, what the MCU did, guys, what Marvel Universe did was truly amazing, right? Amazing film, film in the, what is that? Filming, film movies, cinemography, chinga, cinema, uh, they did a great job, fool. I mean, the acting, the writing, the producing, the special effects, the storytelling, everything, dog. And they get no love. No love. I mean, guys, most of us seen, uh, whether you're a Marvel fan or not, you probably saw Endgame or the one before that, right? And you realize these are great films, dog. And they're just not getting the love. Right, and for years I've been saying this. I've been saying this for a long time, for over fucking twenty years. I've been claiming like, for example, comedies should also be taken a little bit more serious, right? Comedies are a great escape, usually a great story, great acting. It's not easy to make a comedy. I'm learning that myself with Orchata with Old Milk. It's not easy to accomplish these movies. And they're not, again, they're just not getting the respect they should be getting. I'm not saying that Will Ferrell should win an Oscar for Step Brothers or anything like that. But there should be some sort of recognition. Maybe he should win an Oscar under a comedy, you know, division of these Oscars. Like the highest award he can get. They should be recognized, dog. Like movies like Step Brothers, Old School, Hangover. I mean, these movies were like... Amazing films, fool. Great movies that are just don't get the recognition they should get, dog. So anyway, that's just my little two things. But let's get back to the slap. Let's get back to the slap, fool. Um, so much to say about this. So much. I don't know where to start, bro. Because we've all seen it. We've all been hearing it. It's all over. It's all on our face and our fucking phone. First of all, for me, dog, I'm going to be honest, fool. I'm, gonna, I'm a little biased. All right. I'm going to be honest, obviously, biased for several reasons, right? First of all, I'm a stand-up comedian myself. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a professional stand-up comic, right? First and foremost. So I will be, I will be biased towards that. Uh, and second of all, I'm a huge, huge Chris Rock fan, bro. Chris Rock fan, you know, I, as 
as much as I've said that George Lopez has been an inspiration to me, starting to get into comedy, George Lopez was that inspiration to me, okay? Because obviously he's brown, Mexican, looks like me, all that shit. Of course, he paved the way for people like myself to have the guts to get in there and do and try comedy, all right? But besides that, as a fan, because besides George Lopez, maybe Paul Rodriguez, you might want to throw in there Carlos Mencia, uh, as far as Fluffy, as far as famous Latino comedians, those, besides George Lopez, those other guys never really connected with me, right? The ones that connected with me were comics such as Chris Rock. Chris Rock was that guy to me. Chris Rock was amazing to me. Another guy who, again, reminded me of me, physically, skinny, loud, you know, uh, funny, whatever, you know, just his swag, his confidence. Not the best looking dude in the world. Just an average looking guy. You know, no one's going to say he's a handsome man on stage. You know, again, thin built, all that good stuff that it just reminded me of me. The way he just walks on stage from side to side, the confidence, the delivery, the stage presence, the timing, all those things connected with me. Like that was my guy. Like that's my boy. California Sun Insurance, doc. That's where I get my car insurance, bro. And let me tell you, doc, I'm going to be aquí legit, way. No one should be insuring me, fool. Not only should I, do I have a DUI, but I have the worst driving record ever, fool. I've got a ticket for everything you can ever think about, doc. I shouldn't be on the road, fool. But California Sun Insurance hooked it up. And not only did they hook it up, bro, I'm paying less insurance money than I ever paid before, doc. Let me tell you, fool, I've tried them all. I went to a insurance dog first of all fool she couldn't hook it up and she doesn't even look like that bro photoshop much let me tell you dog but california sun insurance is the real deal they'll hook you up with insurance for your rv for your boat for your motorcycle they'll even help you out with your auto registration compa 3638 east florence avenue huntington park california 90255-323-553-9009 california sun insurance tell them jerry g sent you the things he said, what he talked about, right? Uh, you know, like uh, I can't again. I, I can't remember which black and white tour. Probably the was it black and white or was it the uh, whatever fucking special we did. Um, a lot of those jokes that we all know and he became very famous with, you know, are the ones that just connected with me, doc. Right, like the one like you should never hit a woman, but I'll shake the shit of her. Things like that and uh, like the about uh, what is it with guys wanting, uh, you know, recognition for being good fathers? What do you want, a cookie? You're supposed to be a good father. Like when who got, guys who claim they're good parents. Like, I'm a good father. I'm there for my kids. Like, what do you mean you're there for your kids? You're supposed to be there for your kids. Like, what do you want, a cookie? Like, shit like that. I, everything about him spoke to me. His writing, everything. So, again, I'm going into this... This controversy, the slap fiasco with bias, bro. Okay? All those beautiful things I love about Chris Rock. Okay? I love Chris Rock, dick. And I don't know if you guys know about this, but I've never been 
the biggest Will Smith fan, fool. I've never, I've never liked the dude, period. Uh, until he made Pursuit of Happiness. When he made Pursuit of Happiness, bro, I started, my, I started turning, like I started like becoming a fan of him, and I started giving him a little bit more props. I always thought he was a guy who was a little too entitled, a guy who was overrated. Was probably my word for him, a little overrated. Little tries too hard, you know. Uh, talented, of course, you know. Whatever he can, all, he talent. No se le va a quitar eso. Good looking, handsome man, funny, charming, todo eso way. But I never just I never connected with him, and there was something about him that I always felt. And I never say that out loud, but just your soul, little, just me to myself watching him on screen on TV. I'll be like, eh. A little douchey to me. Comes off a little douchey. A little too much of a tension hornness. Um, you know, he's huge on Instagram. And I follow him on Instagram because he started winning me over. Like, he started posting some funny, clever, interesting things. And I was against that. I'm not going to follow him. I'm not going to fuck that. I'm not going to follow him. Fuck that. I'm not going to follow him. But I kept getting people sending me shit of things they sh that he's gone viral with. Right? And people share it. And they throw it at me, and they and I see it, and it makes me laugh, and I enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, that's pretty dope. So forth and so on. Eventually, I did follow. I hit the follow. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'll follow Will Smith. He's doing Instagram right. He's, he's entertaining. He's funny. He's interesting. That gets the follow. All right? So, yes, I'm in. Again, I'm not a big Will Smith fan, though, for, you know? Um, I just felt that like, even I, I like the movie King Richard. I enjoyed it. It was cool. It's fine. But it wasn't like, oh, dog, Oscar worthy. Holy shit. Nah, wait. Like to me, the whole movie itself was pretty good. Like he didn't stand out. You know, he was just being Will Smith like he does in all these other goddamn movies. He was being Pursuit of Happiness Will Smith. He was being other Will Smiths in other movies that he does. I didn't see anything special. The movie itself was really good, though. I enjoyed it. No, I also enjoyed I Am Legend uh, just because I, I think I've talked about this before in other episodes. I'm just very fascinated by apocalyptic events. I'm fascinated by the end of the world. What would you do if you were here and the world was ending and you're still one of the few people left? Walking Dead. I was really into Walking Dead for a while until like season five and six. After that, he lost me. But I was really into that. Like the whole, fuck, what would I do? And I, you know, I joked saying I wouldn't last more than 17 minutes because I would not. Uh, but that's why I'm so fascinated with this. So I Am Legend was a movie that really caught my attention. He carried it, carried it himself again. Did a really good job in that movie. The movie itself did not have a good, strong finish. I didn't think it was a good all-around movie. I thought the movie started off amazing. And then it got a little weird with those zombie wannabes. Like, they didn't go full zombie. Like, they went half-ass zombie. And that's what kind of, like, bothered me. Like, what is this? Are they zombies? Are they not? Are they dead? Are they alive? Are they humans? Are they not? Are they experiments? Are they not? Are they aliens? What is this? What's going on here? Like, you know, the sun bothers them and uh, they all look the same. Like, what's going on here? What's going on here, dog? Like, it, they didn't fully commit to that part of it, you know? Um, 
to me, it was just interesting that he was there by himself for a long period of time. Trying to find other human beings was just interesting enough for me. But it went a different route, and it was just, it kind of lost me there at the end, all right? But he did a good job, and I was really entertained by the movie. Uh, Ali, I wasn't a fan of. I thought he was just mimicking a lot, forcing it. I'm not, just I wasn't a fan. Another movie I kind of did enjoy was it iRobot? Was it iRobot? No, it was pretty cool. A little action movie. Uh, that was all right. Uh, but Pursuit of Happiness, he did get me on that. He got me on that. I thought he did an amazing job. If he deserved an Oscar, I don't know if he won one for that movie. But that's a movie I thought he definitely deserved an Oscar for. Again, I'm giving him his props where, he, where it merits, right? But overall, I, as a person, and again, of course, I don't know him. I don't think he's that great. And I don't want to throw any more dirt at him, but, you know, you know, I'm pretty good friends with Paul Rodriguez. And Paul Rodriguez was in that movie, uh, Ali, with Will Smith. And, and I'm only saying this a lot because he's shared this story in interviews. Paul Rodriguez himself, you can look it up, Google it. But Paul Rodriguez have said some things about Will Smith that are not very kind. Uh, that Will Smith was not a very kind person to him to Paul Rodriguez himself. He wasn't a very nice guy to him. He was a jerk to him, okay? And so this is stories that I hear from Paul Rodriguez, his experience with Will Smith on the set of Ali. So that left another bad taste in my mouth as well, okay? That's like your uncle telling you a bad, like his boss was being a dick to him and you're like, fuck that boss kind of shit, right? Even though I never met that boss. Um, so little things like that. And then all these crazy stuff about his wifey, and then I'm also just let me also throw it out there. Let me just throw it out there. I don't know if it's gonna get me canceled in any way, but I've never been a big Jada Pinkett fan either, dog. All right, that, that that's my hot take here today. I'm not a fan of either one of them. I think Jada, I think Jada Pinkett's a little overrated. I think she overacts. I don't think she's that beautiful with or without hair. Uh, she's. Whatever to me, dog. Whatever. But they carry themselves like royalty, like the first black Hollywood couple. Like, I don't I don't buy any of that, bro. I'm not in on any of that. So uh I I yeah, again, I I don't I don't whatever, dog. And then they have all this thing about open marriage, la chingada, which again, me as an old head, I'm not, you know, crazy about. Like, I would never that's just me personally. I would never, ever, ever consider being in open. I would never. That's one thing about me, ladies and gentlemen. I, I may have been a cheater in the past. I may share myself with other women, but I would never want my woman to be with anyone else ever. And me to be okay with that. Hell's not fool. Not even with another woman she can hook up with. Like, like that's just me. It's called me old fashioned. Call me the old head that you that I seem to be, but I'm sorry. All right, um, it is a double standard. Like you know, obviously, if she cheats, she cheats, and that's on her. I'm not gonna be okay with that. I'm not gonna condone that. I'm not gonna accept. That. I'm not. A, I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't expect her to condone my cheating. Of course not. I don't. I don't want to be with somebody that's gonna be okay with me cheating or being okay with me being with somebody else. I may still do it because I'm just a fucking asshole like that. All right, but doesn't mean I'm gonna be okay. Like, oh, since I did it, she can do it. No way. No, my man's way. 
obviously, right? I'm talking a lot. I'm, I'm a little all over the place. I get it. I'm trying to get all my thoughts together. I'm trying to set the table here of why I may not be the best person to speak on the incident that happened on Sunday at the Oscars. All right? I'm just trying to set it up where I'm coming from. I'm giving you my background about my perspective of where I'm seeing this. All right? So basically... To wrap it up, I'm a big Chris Rock fan, huge influence in my life. I also happen to be a stand-up comedian as well, okay, versus a man who I'm not very fond with already, and I'm not a fan of him or his significant other, all right? So where do you think I'm going to go with this fucking route? Where do you think I'm going to head to? Okay. Chris Rock is doing what Chris Rock does. Joke. Ha ha. Laugh. Joke. Not a great joke. Not the best joke. Not a closer. But a joke. An obvious joke. All right. G.A. Jen, I got the reference right away. G.A. Jen, she's even wearing green to top it off. G.A. Jen, G.A. Jane, too, loved you in it. The thing is, that's, that's something I would say. Like, I would say something like that, you know? He said it. He laughed. He even kind of took it back. Hey, what do you want to do? It's a joke. Gee, come on. And like Even, like, again. Whack-ass Will Smith actually laughed. If you see this, he laughed initially. Right away, what's her name? Jada did not like the bit. Okay, so she didn't like the bit. That's okay. It, it even might have hurt her feelings. And that was not cool, obviously, right? That's always one of my biggest worries and concerns on stage. That's why I don't do a lot of crowd work, ladies and gentlemen. I rarely do crowd work. I only do crowd work as needed. And that's the reason why. Because crowd work is a crapshoot. It's a Russian roulette. It could be a hit or a miss. And one of my biggest concerns is hurting someone's feelings. I didn't get into this business to hurt people's feelings. I really didn't. I don't like the feeling of that. I don't like how I don't like making people feel less of themselves. I don't. So I'm very careful, and this is why I hate doing crowd work, but you have to do it sometimes. You have to. You can't ignore certain situations in the audience, okay? Jada Pinkett was a front row, easy target, making people laugh, throwing jokes around, had to call out her bald head, right? It was a target. He went for it. He did it, Okay? Again, once again, I'm not like defending the joke itself. It's a weak joke. Chris Rock can tell you that himself. Not the best joke. He went for it. He did it. Now he owned it. He owned it, fool. That's what we got to do. I've been there, fool. I've been there when I've talked something. I've talked mess about somebody on the audience. And I'm already like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Damn, why did I say that? Dude, that's not cool in my head. But you have to own it, you know? The only thing you could do is backpedal a little bit, as Chris Rock did. Hey, it's a joke. Come on. Like, you know, but you have to still kind of own it and be like, I said it, I said it.
kind of shit. Um, so anyways, Will Smith initially initially laughs, right? Just just that's douchebag right there already being a douchebag, being a fake ass. All right, whether he liked the joke or not, he's laughing. So if he didn't like it, he's still laughing, making him a fake ass. And if he's laughing genuinely, well, he laughed genuinely. He got the joke. The joke. His wife didn't like it, all right? And this is where all the women here come in. And I can I understand he's backing up his woman, all right? He's backing up his woman, fool. That's why you can't... It's hard to argue that part, right? But the problem is that he acted violently against someone who did not deserve to get smacked across his face in front of the world and get treated with that respect. Chris Rock is a respected, respected comedian personality. And he did not deserve that treatment, fool. He's not some chump. He's not some open micer. He's not some fucking amateur. He's not some nobody. He's Chris fucking rock dog and he did not deserve that fool he did not deserve that all right uh he could have he may have deserved being spoken to backstage by from will smith maybe even confronted by will smith backstage you know hey fool i didn't appreciate what you said about my wife don't you ever fucking bring my wife up again like that on stage or off stage or wherever the fuck all right, Edible Arrangements in East LA, grand opening April 2022. Si toxica, mandale un edible arrangement, dog, made up entirely of fruit. Dog, don't waste your time with flowers. They can't eat roses. Trust me, they've tried, okay? You gotta feed the lion. That's key, compa. Hey, did you pass your citizenship test? Congratulations. You deserve chocolate-covered strawberries. Long stem preferred. Edible arrangements in East LA. They'll deliver anywhere in East LA, even the projects after dark. Yeah, that's how serious they are, right? Hit them up at 5929 Whittier Boulevard, LA, 323 832 9551. It's a new branch, so they're hiring, bro. They need bouquet artists. Ay, ay, ay. They need delivery people. They need upper management, middle management, lower management. They need all that stuff, dog. Hit them up. Tell them Jerry G sent you for a discount on your first and second and third order. All right? Late. That's it, homie. Backstage, I, dude, I get man to man, face to face, privately. That's where you handle that, fool. That's where you handle that, fool. If that's how serious he felt, you know, he did. That's my problem is what he did. The action of getting slapped on, fool. All right. Um, yeah, I've never been in that situation. I'm trying to think of anything close to it. Um, I, I mean, not really, man. I mean, I've had people like walk out, talk back. Been nothing too crazy again because I haven't really put myself in that situation. My material does not allow that situation to come up. Uh, I don't really riff or talk shit or attack audience members. So that's partly that's why I can't think of anything. Um, the I mean I've been in situations where, like, you know, they'll come up to me like, hey, dog, that joke you did. Like, I mean, I had that one woman come up to me. She was drunk as fuck. 
with her husband and her husband was not defending was defending me but she was very drunk and she came up to me after the stage after a show one time about a joke about autism i used to do a joke i don't even do it and not even because of her it's because it's not that great of a joke um it was a joke that I was working on. I would mess with, try it out here and there. Sometimes I would get good laughs. Sometimes I wouldn't get laughs. After a while, I kind of got over the joke. But the joke was that uh, because I, I do have a uh, my nephew is autistic. He has Asperger's. And so I think I say that. Uh, I That's how I set it up. But I said uh, autistic. Oh, no. The joke was that my kid, one of my kids was struggling in school. So I brought it into my own life. I said, one of my kids is struggling in school and the teacher is like, he may be autistic. And I said, cool. What do we do? Do we get him art supplies? I'm there. What is that? Is that? That sounds great. Like, that sounds like a good thing, right? Autistic sounds like a gift, like a talent, like a skill, right? Like, autistic sounds something you put on your resume, right? Like, that fool, he's a go-getter. He, he's a team player. He gets to work early. He's autistic. He's great. We should hire this guy. That was my joke, right? And I'm not even saying it how I usually say it on stage, but that was the gist of it. And sometimes it would do good, sometimes it wouldn't. But it kind of like, after a while, I kind of like just blend, you know, I left it out here and there. Anyway, the point is this girl came up to me and she was like, I have an autistic son and I don't appreciate you. Like she came at me like with her finger out, her hand like towards my face, getting closer and closer to me. She wanted to get closer to her husband and she was hot by the way she was a very attractive first of all that's why i wasn't really too mad at first because damn this hot chick's talking to me even though she's saying some really aggressive things towards me she's fucking hot and she came at me and her dude who was also very attractive got in between the, and then like hey dude like hey sorry man my wife she's okay don't worry about it i'm like hey i just kind of like just stood there like i didn't do shit i was just like yeah yeah okay whatever dude like whatever you say kind of shit and she's like i don't appreciate and I, she was obviously drunk so i wasn't really taking her too serious and i don't appreciate you speaking like that my son's autistic and let me tell you he's the smartest kid in the world and I was like, yes, yeah, okay, cool, all right. And he goes like, hey, man, sorry about that. It's all good. And I'm just like, yeah, it's all good. I don't worry about it for It's a joke, man. It's all good. This and that. So that's the only thing I could think of. I, don't, I can't think of anybody trying to kick my ass over a joke, fool. Um, the only one, I mean, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Porterville, I shared a story on American Wannabe's podcast, too, was that, the audience was really rowdy. It was really, like, they were drunk, fool. Like, by the show started, like, an hour late. People had been drinking there for, like, a few hours already. So by the time we got on stage, I got on stage. That was me and his suits were co-headlining. And I was, that's the time I wasn't feeling good. I had, like, fucking food poisoning or whatever, dog. But I've been feeling like shit throwing up all day. So I went up first. And the people were, like, they were cool, right? They were doing, I was doing my thing. I got through it. I was getting the laughs. But the people right on the front table, it was like three couples, like six six people, three couples, and three, of course, thug-ass thug looking dudes, right? Scary looking ass guys or whatever the fuck they're trying to be. But they were right in the front, right? And they kept talking and talking back and like, you know, just being fucking drunk fucks, right? And got annoying. It was getting annoying. And so I remember, like, in one of those, 
there was this one guy in particular, one of the three guys was like, and, and it's not even that they were like not enjoying the show. They were enjoying the show. They're just being too loud about it. Like, that's right, fool. Ha. Nah, that's not right. Ah, that's fool. This guy. Look at this fucking dude. Or they would repeat the punchline or whatever. Or when I would say like, hey, that's right, fool. And they'd be like, that's right, fool. He would say like, he would just repeat it again. Anyway, it was getting like super annoying. And so, in una de esas, I told the fool, and I couldn't really see. The spotlight was right on my face, but I could just barely see them, right? They're the only people I could see. Behind it, I couldn't see shit. Total darkness. But I was able to like, I was squinting my eyes, trying to make eye contact with this fool. Que ya se calle la pinche boca, wey, right? So I was like, the guy's right there. And I'm just like, hey, wey, ya, wey. Ya, compa, no. Like, on stage, right? You know, people, and people were laughing because... People knew that they were used getting annoying. And so I was like, hey, ya, güey, no, ya, no mames, güey. Ya, güey. And, like, and I, and I just kind of, like, stared at him and, like, made eye contact with him, like, hey, fool, like, what the fuck? And I just, I remember I made eye contact. We made eye contact, and we got that awkward stare down for, like, a second or two. And then you hear his homie off to the side just go, hey, homie, I don't like the way you're staring at him. Watch your, watch yourself, homeboy. Watch yourself. Some shit like that, he said. And it kind of like broke the awkward, the tension between me and the other guy. And I just kind of laughed it off. I'm just saying, dog, fuck, fool. Like, no mom bends way, you know, like kind of shit. And then I just kind of kept going and talked about other shit. Started talking about it, like Porterville or whatever the fuck. And like only in Porterville, no way. Just you know, whatever the fuck I said, I don't remember what I said. But I remember that fool on the right. He was like very serious, like, "Hey, homie, I don't like the way you're staring. Fool, watch yourself, homeboy." Like some shit like that. And I just kind of looked at him, like, "Whatever, dog." Like, all right, let's just just keep, just let's just keep going here, fool. Like, you know, things like that have happened. Um, yeah, I've been to bar shows where they talk back and. They try and talk shit, and I'm talking back shit back, and it just gets a little awkward. But the point is, Chris Rock did not deserve that. He didn't, fool. And again, it's hard for me to say much more because I am such a huge Chris Rock fan, fool. So, um, and Will Smith, dog, it's just that was uncalled for, compa. Uncalled for. Um, more reason why I don't like the dude, dude. And I, I'm just, I'm not. And I'm gonna say F. Will Smith. Yes, I am. That's people were texting me, people were messaging me. What do you think? And the first thing I could react to was F. Will Smith, fool. Fuck him, dog. I don't give fuck that fool, dog. You know, but then Well, Jada Pink has a condition and she's going. Th- first of all, it's not cancer, she's just going through. Women's baldness, which is normal. A lot of women go through thinning hair. I know my mom's going through that. A lot of our parents, it happens with age. It's just sadder for her because she's a Hollywood celebrity star, right? But uh, my mom's going through that. My sister's going through shit like that. People I know go through that. But no one gives a shit, right? No one gives a shit. I know a lot of you ladies go through that. You know, she decided to just cut it all off. She can easily wear a wig, easily, if she's so self-conscious about it, right? And uh, 
she was just a target there for a comic to make a joke on, fool. Unfortunately, fool. Um, and now you got to do is laugh it off or just have a private conversation with him later. Like, he deserves that, is what I'm trying to tell you. Chris Rock status re- re- deserves that, fool. Okay? And then, yeah, let's let's get to the other hacky, jokey shit that's going around. I mean, this is what you get mad at? This? Will Smith? That joke? That's your boiling point? That's your breaking point? Not that she fucking slept with some other fool. And then you, to save face, you have to just say, oh, yeah, we're in an open relationship. Para que no le vean la cara de pendejo, eh, tanto. Ah, come on, dog. It's just bullshit, dog. Bullshit, fool. Bullshit. She's over here talking about how Tupac was the love of her life, how she cheated. Oh, no, and she, I can't say cheated because he knew about it, but she's over here sleeping with other dudes. And that, that the G.I. Jane joke is the one that, fool, you, you're fucking with, the, you're barking up the wrong tree, compa. All right? And then, to top it off, he gets an award. He still wins the Oscar. Watch. Obviously, that's already predetermined. So he still wins the Oscar, still goes up there, does his whole fucking speech about get peace and love and I'm here to protect and this. And like, come on. Come on. And the people, the fucking audience members are like applauding this fool. Like he won some Nobel Prize, bro. Like no one's checking on Chris Rock. Like no one's like someone should be looking like how is Chris Rock doing? How about that? Like we're just going to allow like, this fool to go up there and crocodile tears his way through it cry like oh man just i'm just so like they still like he still has an award like still he still gets a trophy an oscar after that fucking situation bro like nah wait and everybody's over here like oh great the bravery the greatness like get the fuck out of here compa get the fuck out of here dog Fool, I would be more like, I would be up there. First of all, hey, I was waiting for an apology towards Chris Rock. Never came. He apologized to everybody else. Literally everybody else. The Academy, the nominees, the act, everyone else. But Chris Rock, who he assaulted, fool. That's who everyone else gets an apology? Not him, fool? That's fucked up, bro. Like, I... Yahweh, I would have been up there. Like, hey, first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry to Chris Rock. That was unlike me. I regret doing that. I should not have done that. I don't condone that. No one should be doing that. He's a professional. And I reacted, you know, badly. And I wish I could have handled it differently. And it was not right. I did come up here defending my wife, who I love. But I should not have ever gotten physical. And I, for that, I want to apologize to Chris Rock and everyone who got to see this. With that said, thank you for this award. Blah, 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 blah. No way? Okay. O ando mal, way. O ando mal. Anyway, it's, that's all the little shit that bothered me, fool. Uh, I, I don't think I'm alone in this. I'm just trying to be a little bit careful how I choose my words right now, fool. I'm sure we're going to talk about it more on American Wannabes and I'm going to say some of these points again. 
Yes, we're going to make fun of it. Yes, it's funny also, dog. I mean, Chris Rock got the shit slapped out of him. He handled it amazingly, by the way. I, I just, I put myself in that shoes and yeah, I would have tried to do about, about the same thing. Make light of it. Make joke of it. Like, what the fuck just happened? Move on. And just like, fuck. Just, you know, not cause much more attention to that. Uh, I might have thrown another jab here and there at him or more at him, not at her, but at him. But that could have probably escalated things more. And obviously Will Smith can kick my ass uh, as well. Also, because he could kick Chris Rock's ass too. Um, But obviously a second, if he would come back a second time after I would say something back, I would be obviously I would be ready for it this time and do something, and obviously more people would have probably jumped in at that time. I don't know the things would have escalated. Is what I'm trying to tell you, and I don't think that would have been very pretty. Um, but I would have loved to see to hear Chris Rock just say a little jab, fool, just a little jab, right? Um, who knows what they could say a lot of different things, right? Like you're mad at the wrong person, you should be slapping other people. Uh, I don't know, fool. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say there, right? Uh, but I would be, I think I would have handled it similarly to how Chris Rock did. For like, basically, what the fuck just happened? This is great TV. This is, Are you not entertained? Uh, can we cut to a commercial? No? All right. Uh, ice pack, whatever the fuck, or I don't know, something like make fun of it, of just what just happened, and then move on. All right, well... With that said, here are your nominees, like kind of shit. Um, yeah, something. Of course, that's how I would have handled it. I'm, you know, I, I'm it's not like if I would have fought back or thrown a shoe at him or something. That who knows, fool. Like what the fuck, right? You, what do you do there, fool? What do you do? I think he just he handled it correctly, fool. Um, and it's just not cool, fool. And it does it does kind of concern me. Where like, all right, so now it's open game. Like, can motherfuckers do this now? Like, if motherfucker doesn't like the joke, can he now come at you at stage? Don't be surprised if you see a little bit more of this within the next few months or so of comics getting attacked on stage because of that. Like, oh, that fool just won Will Smith on that comic. Oh, he went Will Smith on that fool. Oh, he didn't like the way he talked about his tie, about his haircut, about, you know, her dress, about this, about that. Uh, I, could, I could see something like that go down. Trust me, I'm going to be more careful how I talk to people. Uh, on stage, yeah, you know, even though I already do, if I'm trying, that's my point. I already do. I'm always weary about just offending anybody. I, I didn't get into this game to offend people. Basically, I didn't get into comedy to hate to just make people feel bad about themselves. So that's never been my repertoire, dog. Um, one of the uh, uh, a veteran comic talk uh, told me early in the game. And I know this is going to sound kind of bad, but he's an old head. He's like in his 60s now. So he was like in his 50s at the time. But he's like, one of the first rules in comedy, man. Not, not that I made this mistake, but it's just advice he was giving us comics or me particularly about comedy. It was like, one of the first rules in comedy is never make fun of fat girls or ugly girls. Never, ever. You'll lose everyone in the audience. Everyone. Nobody wants to laugh at overweight women or ugly women. Nobody. No one's going to be with you on that phone. So just, I mean, he told me that and the way he said it, it was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and, and I think that also goes now in the society that we're in. It goes to fat guys and ugly guys. Like guys 
are as sensitive as women now. They're super sensitive, dog. So, it, and and then what I'm trying to say is that that's getting that list is getting bigger and bigger now. Like before, like you can like there was never a don't make fun of little people. Never. Now there is. You can't make fun of little people no more. Before, oh, there was whole bits on midgets. You know the word midget. There was a whole bit on that bits on that back in the nineties and early two thousands. Uh, there was whole bits on uh, fat guys, fat men. Now you can't really say that much about fat men. Oh, he has cholesterol. He could die. He had a heart attack. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of other things that I can think of. Like you can't make fun of like they. Oh, gay. Oh, gay was big, right? You can't say nothing about gay people no more. Nothing. Antes was like, oh, what are you, gay fool? You can't say that no more. Oh, my goodness. You say that on stage, it's the end of you, dog. But antes, wait. Well, so these two guys, look at these fucking two gay dudes sitting next to each other. Now I was like, hey, fool, you can't say that, dog. What the fuck's wrong? All right, I guess. Whatever, dog. Um, things like that, fool. Like, anyways, fool. I don't know. It, it, it was a, an impressive thing to see. I missed it live. I started getting all these texts from the threads that I'm on. People, family, friends, everyone hitting me up. I, Ooh, what the fuck? Wow. And then they started sending it to me. And obviously I had to get on and watch it. And I, I was dumbfounded. I was. I was really like, holy shit. What just happened? Um... Yeah, but it happened. I can't believe it happened, dog. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's get to some shout-outs before we get on. I want to make some updates on some of my upcoming shows as well. Uh, I want to give a big happy birthday to Chrissy Brass. Chrissy Brass from Chicago. Very happy birthday to you. Also, happy birthday to Tony Smiley Rees. Uh, I want to say something real quick about Tony Smiley Rees. Este compa, wey. I, this fool, he's a, when I say day one, he's literally one of my day one uh, fucking, I don't, don't want to say fan, uh, supporter. I don't want to say all that. But he was literally there during my first shows. Coming up as I was opening for Jeff Garcia. And then Jeff Garcia used to have a Jeff Garcia podcast back in. We're talking about 05, 06, No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 09 comedy. So we're talking about like 2011, 2012, 2013. Uh, about 10 years ago. We ran it for like two to three years. We did the Jeff Garcia podcast. And I still have a lot of listeners. Uh, but this guy, Tony Reese, is one of the OGs from there. He still can recite shit that we did and talked about on the Jeff Garcia podcast. And uh, he's still a listener here. He's an American wannabes listener. And not only is he a listener, but he always gives feedback and just mad love, shares our shit. And I just can't say enough about somebody like this. So I want to really give him a really... Fucking dope. Happy birthday, Tony Reese. Gracias por todo el apoyo, wey. Todo, all the way. And I wish you all the very, very best, dog. And uh, yeah, bro, I can't say enough, fool. Thank you. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to like shortchange Chrissy, but Chrissy's also been a fucking dope ass, dope ass person, dog. Uh, 
Patreon member, sends us gifts, sends us gift baskets, sends us love for always all the way from Chicago. And I know how postage can be fucking expensive, dog. But she she be like that, fool. We don't even ask for anything. She just does dope things for us, fool. And uh, I can't appreciate you enough. So two two very special people on this birthday week. I have to shout you guys out, right? Um, let me see if I have anything else that I fucking have. Let me see here. Just so I really want to get those two out of the way for sure. Um, I didn't want to forget those, man, for sure. Uh, and I think that's all I have right now. Um, yeah, I think that's it as far as that. Let me get to. Let me get to some updates on my shows. So my Brea Improv show. That was uh, scheduled for April 28th, Thursday, April 28th. It just got moved to June 2nd. It's also a Thursday. It's going to be moved to June 2nd. There was already some tickets sold, so I appreciate you motherfuckers who got your tickets early. Those tickets have been moved to June 2nd, so they're still good. They're still active. Please don't get a refund. Uh, Please see you on June 2nd instead. Uh, Yeah, it... Some I don't know. I can't even explain what happened, Doc. But basically, it's not happening April 28th. It's happening June 2nd, right? With that said, we also added May 19th, Oxnard Levity Live. Oxnard Levity Live, May 19th with Concrete. All right, with Concrete, all right? Uh, another change of show is that we got a show scheduled for April 16th with those Toxicos in Silmar. That show fell apart. The deal fell through. Uh, we, had disagree- we disagreed on some things and we had to cut off the show for now. So there is no show April 16th in Silmar. No show. So, por favor, um, please note that. All right. Um, what else we got going on here, fool? Other than that, I will be in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend, April 1st and 2nd. Fort Worth, Texas, which is nearby Dallas, I hear. Nearby Austin, I hear. Uh, please come out. Nearby Arlington, I hear. Please come out to Hyenas Comedy Club. I'm co-headlining, all right? So please come out to that. And, uh, yes, please make that happen. Okay? Uh, what else? What else? What else? And uh, that's about it. Let me see here. Uh, hold on. I got a phone call coming in. Let me tell them I'm coming back. It's one of my baby's mamas. Uh, call you back on the phone. Fool. Oh, she's going to get so mad. She's going to get so mad. Oh, Okay, um, let me see here. Let me see here, let me see here. Uh, what else going on? Okay, so April 1st, April 2nd, Hyenas Comedy Club, and April 3rd, Downey, California. Though I'm sh- I think that show's sold out, fool, man. No more fucking show. Been sounding like crazy, fool, but I'll be in Downey Sunday night, fool, all right? Um, damn, guys, I think that's it for now, fool. I know there was this one topic, the slap heard across the world. Let me know what you guys think about that situation. Well, well, like, well, if I broke it down good enough for you, if you have more questions, I'll, we'll continue to talk about it a little bit. Obviously, we're going to talk about this on with the American Wannabes. We're meeting up this week on Wednesday. I'm sure that's going to be a topic of conversation, fool. So, um, but yeah, that's my feelings toward it. 
I know I'm pretty, I got a little passionate with it because, you know, this is something kind of close to home to me uh, regarding stand-up comics, doing stand-up comedy. Basically, I know he's presenting an award. He's not literally doing a set, but he is being him. He is being a comedian up there. He is being who he is. And that's not cool what went down for, right? So uh, I don't want to talk too much shit about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett or nothing like that because obviously I don't know them personally. I've never met them. They've never done anything to me. That's just me as an outsider, as a fan, right? This is how my feelings are towards them. Um, yo no sé nada de ellos que son como son, wey, pero that's just my thing. Uh, and again with Chris Rock also. I've never met Chris Rock. I've never done a show with Chris Rock ever um so i'm not even trying to be like we're colleagues or homies or like comrades or whatever the fuck you want to call it fucking uh co-workers <laughs> but you know we're all we are in the same field and uh so i i do get to feel a little bit more on his end uh but that's that dude um let's wrap it up right here thank you for listening please support my new sponsors yes I got new sponsors, California Sun Insurance. You know, I, I, you know, I make those commercials as funny as I can to make them f easy for you guys to listen to. But it's legit, bro. Like these two new sponsors that I have, uh, and, and and the homie Adrian um, from from the cell phone spot food. That's that's still the homie dog. Please go support him um, as well. Uh, what the f quick uh, quick re repairs. In Southgate, that's my homie, Adrian. He's always going to be like that, always a homie, but he stopped paying the bills, so I have to take a break from that. <laughs> nah, that's the homie, dog. Uh, I'm, I'll put his commercial back soon again. I'll probably make a new one. But anyways, California Sun Insurance, dog, that's really where I go get my insurance. It's a mom-and-pop shop in Huntington Park. And what they really do is help you get the best rate. All their clients are paisas, way. Real paisas, fool. Paisas who... Need, who struggle, who work hard to make ends meet. And they understand that there, fool. And that's what I like about him. I, I was directed over to them by the homie Fernie Rodriguez. And when I got my DUI, bro, like nobody wanted to insure me. I was scared. That's why I was, I was driving around in buckets for a while because I was uninsured, fool. I was like willing to, like, if I get pulled over in this shit, que se le lleven a pinche the whip way. So, but eventually... I had to get a real car, fool. Like, you know, from a dealership or whatever, a real, a reliable car, a new car. And so at that point, I was afraid of, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to fucking pay all this buttload of money. And so I went there. I sat down with them. We talked it out. We got honest. Here's my driving record. Here's what I've been through. What the fuck can you do? And let me tell you, man, she took a few days. It wasn't easy for her. She took two, three days, but was able to get me the best rate. And I don't pay a lot, fool. I pay... I think a little bit less than when I had the DUI, fool. Like, legit. Because I'm older now. I'm also in my 40s. And I've been driving for a long time. And we did all these tweaks and things. And obviously, I, I, I work from home a lot. So I don't drive that much. But anyways, she did all these things where, like, I'm not... Despite having a fucking DUI, she helped me out, fool. And she would do that for anybody, especially if you give them my name. You throw my name out there dope shit right and edible arrangements east LA new branch another hustler Sally opening up her shit despite the pandemic she's gonna give it her best shot and give up um, give up uh, open up an edible arrangements for the hood que mas quieren we a huevo alright alright fool I'm Jerry G you guys have a great one I'm out